Welcome to Adventures in Evaluation Podcast with James Coyle and Kylie Hutchinson. Hi, I'm James Coyle. I'm an internal evaluator in a large regional health authority. And I'm Kylie Hutchinson. I'm an external evaluation consultant. And together we bring you Adventures in Evaluation Podcast. Hey, James, how are you? Hey, for horses, Kylie. I'm fine. <laughs> Can't help it. I'm Canadian. That's all right. That's I'm, all right. I'm being my authentic self. That's right. We all should be. And yes. so what are you doing yourself authentically on this authentically. Uh, wonderful day? I've been up since six o'clock cooking because I've got people coming for dinner. So I've got a cake in the oven. I got bread in the oven and I may have to jump up and, and turn them around. It's that time of season. I've got uh, potato salad to make for uh, 20, 30, 40 people. I don't know yet. I've, I've got to get cracking. It's the time to be outside when we're Canadians because it's beautiful. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we got some news. We got some news. Should we cue up this like the funeral music or <laughs> <laughs> or is this, a, I don't know, what, what well, kind of music should we play? Well, suffice to say that we're pretty busy people. Yes. So I guess um, we decided that uh, uh, we want to go out on top. Uh, after that's Michael right. Scriven and interviewing uh, Michael Scriven, um, we thought we can't do any better. Um, it's been a great journey, and this will be our last uh, uh, 35th and, and final podcast. Unless we come out of retirement, you know, like some hockey players or others. Yeah, so we're sunsetting, but we're going out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, well, or randomly, maybe, in a random blaze of glory. <laughs> we're just going to keep it light today and uh, talk a bit about what the journey's been like and uh, maybe throw in a little bit of what have you. Uh, yeah. Well, and the what have you that I'd like to to start with is James. I know that uh, that you're a really big fan of The Big Lebowski, and uh, uh, it took me a while, but I finally uh, watched it and realized that there's all sorts of references in it to evaluation that uh, I wanted to to share with you and get your opinion on. Well, I I appreciate sharing uh, The Big Lebowski. For those who don't know, The Big Lebowski is a film. Uh, and it's uh, done by the same people who made the movie Fargo, which almost everybody's probably seen in North America. Um, famously, the Coen brothers directed uh, Fargo, and then they had latitude to make this uh, movie called The Big Lebowski. Maybe we should just say for listeners here who haven't seen the movie, obviously what we're going to talk about is going to make a whole lot more sense if they can rent the movie. Yeah, so, so stop the podcast now. <laughs> Run out to your closest. Get go. Actually, it's not on Netflix, so you got to... You know what? Yeah, it, it has been sometimes. I guess for those that are in, a, in the U.S., they probably have access to it. But oh, okay. it's a great film, um, but it has an interesting history. Um, its history is that uh, since the Coen brothers were so successful with Fargo, they got to make this movie, uh, which was kind of a, a complete flop. In the theaters, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, it didn't sell well. Uh, critics, uh, you, when you look at the critics now, it, it, they sort of, you know, were hit and miss with it. Um, I didn't see it in the theaters. Um, it stars a, a number of people, including the famous Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, Julianne Moore, Steve Buscemi, and John Turturro. So a lot of the same people the Coen Brothers like to use. Um, Jeff Bridges' favorite character that he ever played. Oh, is uh, that right? Yeah, a character called the Dude, and. Um, Although it wasn't a hit in the theaters, it's become something of a cult classic. And I didn't realize that I was such a big fan of it, um, uh, along with many others, until I saw an in-flight magazine on, I think I was going to Halifax for some conference. And there was this uh, article on how they had uh, big Lebowski festivals celebrating wow. the movie where they would watch it, and, and then they would go to a bowling alley, and 
the movie itself uh, has a lot to do with bowling as a, as a sort of big metaphor. And uh, there's a lot of very colorful characters, as there always are in Coen Brothers films. And I liked the movie. Uh, first time I saw it, I didn't kind of get it. I liked it. You know, whenever it came on TV, I'd kind of watch a scene and laugh. And then after about the third or fourth time, the penny dropped, and I absolutely fell in love with it. And it's since become, I wouldn't say it's the best film of, uh, I've ever seen, uh, but it's certainly uh, one of my favorites, if not my favorite to go to when I need a laugh. Right. So it's a it's actually quite a deep film, I suppose. Uh, and Kylie Yu um, actually bought me this great book called The Big Lebowski in Philosophy <laughs> at the AA conference. And uh, so anybody who's at uh, an upcoming conference can go to the philosophy section. It's a it's a Wiley publication, and uh, you can see uh, uh, the book and check out all the different essays that uh, very passionate people have written about and how <laughs> The Big Lebowski relates to philosophy. So. Incredible. So, yeah, yeah. So today maybe we'll talk a bit about what you and I saw in the film and how it relates to evaluation and uh, whether or not uh, it uh, it's guided uh, the way we do any of our work. Well, I came up with, watching it, I came up with eight references to evaluation. Sweet. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Do you want me to kind of like go through each one and then you provide your kind of expert yeah, you know, view so, of that? Yeah, maybe before we do that, we'll just um, try and set the stage. And, and without without making too many references to evaluation, the, what the story is about, basically, um, and I suppose other people might have different interpre interpretations, the story is really about kind of a, an old, uh, burned out kind of hippie, uh, you know, uh, called The Dude, and uh, his name is Jeffrey Lebowski. And uh, with a case of mistaken identity, these people show up at his house they want to try and um, exact some money out of him. Who uh, They think he has the money, but it turns out they've been confused and that there's another Jeffrey Lebowski, a rich Jeffrey Lebowski. So it's a case of mistaken identity. Uh, someone's rug gets peed on and uh, the dude uh, proceeds to uh, try and exact justice and make sense of a very complex story. Right. And uh, I think that's all I really need to say. It's kind of ridiculous, but uh, from there, um, you know, many, uh, many things ensue. Right, right. So yeah, tell us a bit about what you saw in in the film, and, and again, pause and go watch the film if you want to have this make a bit more sense. Right. Okay. So uh, point number one. So when you're really stressed out by an evaluation, take a bath with lots of candles around you, and <laughs> maybe spark a J. If you do, don't drop it in your lap. <laughs> <laughs> spark a J. <Jay. laughs> Well, you know, I, I, we're not recommending that, of course. No, we're not. We're not. But, we're just uh, saying. This is, that... this is how the dude abides. The it dude, the the dude, dude. is a big fan. And, and in the background, he likes to play on his cassette recorder Songs of the Whale for relaxation <laughs> music. That's right. That's right. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. You need to chill out once in a while. That's right. Mm -hmm. So number two, when the thugs come uh, looking for the money and they they jam his head down the toilet uh, and he says, and they pull his head back up dripping, they're dunking him and pulling it back up and he says, it's down there somewhere. Let me take another look. That is to say, be careful with biases and looking too hard or looking artificially for an anticipated outcomes in an evaluation. It's funny because when I when you see that scene right at the beginning, uh, I think to myself, oh, you know, even amidst uh, extreme duress, he's keeping a sense of humor. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's also a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so number three, when he says, this aggression will not stand, man. 
And again, uh, so when you have a client that's blaming you for the findings that are coming out, that is your way of responding to them. <laughs> What's kind of funny about that that quote, and it, the more you watch the film, the more you see the Coen brothers do this, is he's actually recycling quotes that the dude picks up un, un, unknowingly. So that line, the Gresham will not stand, is actually George Bush Sr. He sees that on a TV player when he's checking out of the supermarket and it has to do with the original um, Iraq invasion. So, Okay. James, you're a veritable encyclopedia. Okay. Uh, number four, uh, there's the quote, uh, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature, Asian American, if you please. And so the reference to evaluations to be up on your cultural competence as an evaluator. So yes, being politically correct. Yep. And sensitive to language matters. Yep. Okay, point number five. Oh, that rug really tied the room together. Is uh, a perfect analogy for the triangulation of findings. Oh, I, I totally agree. The rug really tied the room together. Did it not? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, number six. The big argument about the foot the foot going over the line in bowling. If your foot goes over the line, mark it zero. And this is uh, a reference to don't, don't be sloppy with your practice in terms of, you know, data collection and rigor and methodology. Uh, and then number seven, uh, the quote, well, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. Well, that's a good one. When he doesn't know what to say. And, uh, you know, I think this is indicative of when you may disagree with a key informant that you're entering, but you need to stay neutral as mm -hmm. an evaluator. Yeah. Uh, and then the last point uh, is really all about Walter, John Goodman's character, about basically don't oversell your skills as an evaluator or a consultant. So, so how, how does that relate to evaluation with Walter's character? Well, Walter's always trying to be something he's not, right? He's really pumped up, and, and he's he's pretty pretentious. And so, I don't know. <laughs> that was all I could think about, right? Just like Those are good. Those are good. For someone who hasn't watched the movie very much, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so appreciative of uh, your effort to, uh, to see the wisdom, the abiding <laughs> wisdom. Well, you know, you've I've seen the light now, James, but I, I am just astounded and, and, and grateful for your knowledge of the movie. Well, it's um, there's people that uh, know the movie far better than I. But but for those um, clearly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but the, for, for people who know me, um, I actually have been to uh, Lebowski Fest and you usually dress up and go in character and people will dress as anything from <laughs> bowling pins to the dude to uh, the guy who runs the smut business, Jackie Treehorn. So those of you who know me, you can guess, especially with my little beard, what I dress up as. I dress up as John Goodman. Yeah. Fortunately, I'm not as big as John Goodman. Yeah. But I love Walter Sobjek's character. He makes me laugh. Uh, I don't want to be like him, but unfortunately, sometimes I think, you know, uh, you know, my emotions might get the better of me. So uh, I try and be more dude-like. And I think in, in from evaluation... In life, what a lot of people um, appreciate about the dude is that he does try and be more chillax. And uh, there's actually this whole movement called dudism, which is sort of based on, you know, the sort of variation on Taoism. And, you know, I think if anything, um, although we never had Michael Quimpatton on the show, I Bingo, think of that's him. just what yeah. I was going to say. I know where you're going. I think of Michael Quimpatton a bit as sort of, you know, the best epitomization of the dude. You know, he he's able to 
articulate how he kind of goes with things and how he's flexible, um, you know, and, and adapts to the circumstance and, and always seems kind of level-headed, but also has a heart, right? And um, I can't ever imagine Michael Compatton losing it. Um, it's just uh, he has a certain way about him. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of about the dude is actually told to us through this other narrator character, the cowboy, uh, Sam Elliott's character. As he starts at the beginning of the movie, he says uh, he's the man for his time and place. Somewhere there's a man, and you know, uh, for me, I think that man in evaluation is definitely still Michael Compatton. Although on this whole journey with other um, evaluators, we've had the chance to interview. There's clearly many other awesome dudes and dudettes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Including yourself, James. Well, we, we, we do try in our own way. Uh, we all try and be achievers. Yeah. Um, as uh, the little uh, the little urban achievers, the, the Rich Lebowski has the uh, little urban achievers. Fans of the movie are often known as achievers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we all do try and achieve. When I think about the movie, too, there's a lot of other elements to do with um, logic, so, you know, go back to the scene you talked about where um, these thugs bust in and they thrust his head into the toilet and they think he's got all this money. And he and he says, you uh, you've got a bunch of money. You know, your wife's uh, Bunny Lebowski. And, he, and the dude says, my my wife <laughs> He goes, do you see a ring on my finger? Hey, man, the toilet seats up. So, you know, clearly these thugs are not using their logical sleuthing skills. You know? Yes, and their powers of observation. Right, but the dude, the dude is a sleuth. He is very much trying to untangle these uh, things. There's a lot of strands in old duder's head, as he talks about. And uh, so he, he has to keep his mind limber with a strict regimen of, uh, you know, white uh, white Russians. Oh, yeah, his and, preferred drink. Yeah, yeah Definitely. Uh, which is, of course, vodka, Kahlua, and uh, and a little bit of uh, coffee cream. Unfortunately, coffee creamer uh, he has to use a couple times. But um, I did think that uh, you know the rug you talked about too. One of the questions that um, uh, Walter Sobchak, John Goodman's character, says to the dude, he said, uh, "This was a this was a valued rug, <laughs> right?" So the element of what is a value to the dude, right, and how the rug really tied the room together. Um, we're always trying to figure out what's of value, you know, and what's of value to one person is not necessarily the same as what's of value to somebody else. Yeah, fair enough. And it's really important to get that front and center in an mm -hmm. evaluation, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like also that uh, the dude gets to play a bit of an evaluator, his uh, funny, quirky um, um, uh, landlord who comes to see him. Of course, when the dude forgets to pay the rent, he says, uh, yeah, just slip it under my door. Today's already the 10th dude. <laughs> so, then he goes on to say, hey, can you come to my dance quintet? Because he wants the dude to give him notes. Oh, yeah. So he has to go to his dance quintet, and the dude gives him notes. He says, hey, man, I'll be there. You know, yeah. He's a big fan of giving feedback in a sort of constructive way. <laughs> right. Um, and the other, uh, another scene that uh, occurs to me that relates to evaluation is when um, uh, the dude and uh, Walter have to give some money to a bunch of nihilists. Again, if you haven't seen the movie, this is making absolutely no sense. That's right. But the, uh, the missing toe. Yeah. Well, Walter decides he's going to try and beat up these nihilists and get uh, the information out of them and stuff. And uh, so he decides to alter the plan. And he says, you know, if there's one thing I learned in Nam, you know, you've got to have a simple plan, right? So uh, once a plan gets too complex, there's too many things that can go wrong. 
And, you know, for me, when I, when I think about that team, I'm thinking of all the different kinds of valuations we get into where plans are not simple, not complicated, but, you know, a la sort of considerations in DE, they're very complex, right? So there's a lot of things that will change that could, that could go wrong. So I guess we could talk about uh, the Big Lebowski and uh, random things related to evaluation all day, but uh, we have more pressing matters to get back to, and that is, uh, uh, again, cue the uh, the funeral music or the band marching music. This is our last podcast. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I guess, uh, you know, I, I'm interested to get some of your thoughts on what the journey's been like and, um, um, you know, what uh, what you think stands out that we've we've sort of been involved in for the last two years? Huh. Well, um, you know, like a lot of things, I don't think you ever kind of envision where it's going to go. But when we started this out, it was really just you and I kind of getting together because we had lots in common to chat about. But then all of a sudden we started having some really interesting guests come on and some pretty high profile guests as well. So we had Stephanie Evergreen twice and Hallie Preskill and Emery Chris Lessie and Jane Davidson, and then we capped it all off with uh, Michael Scriven. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, I mean we've had we've had other guests beyond that, of course, um, from all around the world connected oh, to. Of course, yeah. Ian Davies. Yeah. Ian Davies and yeah. Tom Pellens from Belgium. That's right. Forgot yeah. them. Yeah, and um, yeah, I guess Stephanie was our first yeah. uh, guest actually, and we got to help launch. Uh, uh, in a very small way, her exciting new book on data visualization. Yeah, and Stephanie was actually, I went and looked at the stats, and Stephanie was our third most popular episode uh, at 722 listeners. Nice. And then, um, no, actually, she was our second. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Huh, you would know I'm in a value. <laughs> Well, start. Steph Stephanie is Stephanie. She <laughs> listens to this podcast and says, okay. waiting with bated breath. Okay, let me start at number four. Number four was um, a surprise, given that it's a fairly recent one. It was the one on the differences between Western evaluation and developmental evaluation with yeah. Ian Davies yeah. uh, at 623. And then comes in Stephanie at 722 on um, her, her new book. And then... Um, Second was actually my favorite one to do, which was the seven deadly sins of evaluation. And oh, yeah. that one was that one was really popular at eight hundred and four. Anything with a list always goes over well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And then the last uh, last one, uh, most popular was evaluation rubrics with Jane Davidson For at sure. nine hundred nine hundred and forty one. Yeah, so. you know, I have to say, of of all the ones we did, I, I'm so grateful to each of the people. Um, that we chatted with. Um, and yet I think probably one of the ones that's most precious to me is the one with, with Jane Davidson, because for me it was a real turning point in also helping elevate my practice. Like since that time, my staff and colleagues will tell you, we're all about the rubric. Yeah. And I mean, it was going to happen, I think, anyway, after seeing her and um, uh, Michael Scriven present on evaluation-specific methodology. But that was great. And she's so accessible and playful, and of course, as you know, um, it was Jane Davidson who really led us to Michael Scriven. That's right. Because he said, uh, you know, or she said, uh, hey, Michael, you know, this is a lot of fun. You should do it. And so Michael's super busy. They all are. Um, but to get Michael Scriven on the show was a real sort of, I think, icing on the cake, which is part of the reason we thought, hey, you know, we better we better quit while we're ahead. Yeah, and, you know, one thing we should also clarify that some of our listeners might be wondering you know, 
why did we not get he who cannot be mentioned on as as a guest, right? Well, you know, I have to say, we always say he who should not be mentioned. But, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, why do we always say that? That's like the relationship to Voldemort. There is absolutely, just for the record, there's absolutely <laughs> no relationship between Michael Compatton and Voldemort. No, not at all. It's just that it's just that his name kept getting dropped like five you got times sick an and episode. Tired of me saying That's right. Michael That's Compatton. Right. Michael Compatton. I was trying to I was trying to be balanced, but um, did you want to explain? Well, you know, the story really was. I've talked with Michael, and, uh, and then I talked again with him at the last uh, AA conference briefly, and he agreed to be on the podcast. But you know, we kind of thought. Um, Michael has been doing the, the, the rounds and I've seen him do a couple talks on developmental evaluation and that has been fantastic. But, you know, I think for some of our listeners, what I was hoping to do is, is have him come on the show and talk about something that I don't think any of us have heard him talk about for quite a while. And that yeah. is specifically one of his sort of, uh, areas of specialty, which is qualitative evaluation. And because that great book, which, you know, I go back to regularly, I think it's volume three of qualitative uh, research um, and methodology or something like that. Anyway, the qualitative book, I, you know, it's with the orange sunrise and that it's it's old. And so yeah. he's actually pulling out a new one. And I think that was supposed to be out a year ago. And then it just is he's been busy with other things. So each time it hasn't been ready. So who knows? Maybe we'll come out of retirement if uh, if that book uh, you know comes out sometime soon. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward. I I think I'll definitely come out of retirement, particularly because you had this kind of incredible email today. Oh yeah, we should go to the the listener uh, the listener mailbag. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I I guess we should send this person an email um, and let them know that uh, you know the podcast is ending, but. Today, uh, from uh, someone named Stephanie uh, Dosher, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Um, uh, Stephanie is an associate director in, uh, in Florida at the International University, and uh, she sent uh, the most glowing email um, uh, telling us uh, uh, how she really has enjoyed her podcast. It sounds like she's been mainlining it over the last month, and um, uh, unfortunately, at the end of the email, uh, she says, when will you post the next episode? Uh, and so. Oops. Uh, it'll come pretty soon, but it will probably be the last. But, um, you know, she's very generous in pointing out that, um, you know, our podcast has been like uh, getting a PhD uh, remotely. I mean, that's pretty high praise, but um, I think that's a testament to our, you know, mostly our guests and, and also the content. She's gone out and purchased a lot of the resources or, or found them and downloaded them. Just uh. very, very... Um, Oh, I, I, I stand corrected. She said, basically, you're giving me a master's degree. Okay, we're not giving anyone a PhD. Well, and I would say a master's degree of, like, evaluation in the trenches. There you go. But, you know, so, Stephanie, uh, thank you very much for your email. I know there's other people who sent us good suggestions, and we have other fans out there um, as well. Uh, sorry we're ending the show, but we hope it's ending uh, on a good note and that um, – that uh, people can go back to these podcasts for at least another year or so and, uh, you know, share them with others and that uh, the interviews with our guests uh, stand up over some time. Yeah, yeah. And, and as a minimum, Stephanie, come up and introduce yourself in Denver. That would be Yeah, great. she's hoping to be there, too. She's got something else, I think maybe some presentations in Minneapolis that weekend, but we'll see. So, James, 34 episodes, and we averaged about 500 listeners or more per mm -hmm. episode. Which, um, any highlights for you or anything? I know I've got, I've got <laughs> one, but... Uh, I'm well, there was the one time you were kind of drinking during the one podcast. That was kind of oh, oh, that's right. Which one was that? There was probably like just one glass 
of wine too many. Days. Yeah, but I added that part out. I think you were. Oh, in did Afri- you? You were in Africa. I was in Africa. Yeah. You were having a a, a bad day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, um, talking yeah. about wigs and high heels and stuff. It got a little <laughs> do, out of hand. Do not record a podcast when you've had a couple of glasses yeah. of wine. Yeah, it might have even been with Anne Emery actually when we were talking about the things that. Um, uh, that you uh, learned in grad school. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that are useful too. Yeah. So, I, you yes. know, for me, you know, maybe it's a recency effect or a primacy effect. I mean, I'm really grateful to Stephanie helping kick off um, and give us maybe a bit of credibility, the star go, power. Yeah, to go to others and say, hey, we managed to get this great, uh, you know, uh, young uh, star in our field, Stephanie Evergreen. Would you be so kind as to join her? Our podcast. So I think for her to give us a chance and to come on twice was really generous. And she's become, I, I, I would say, a good evaluation friend. And, um, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate uh, the relationship, even at a distance, that we've made with some of these colleagues. Yeah. And then I think from the recency effect, I'm really, uh, I'm really quite glad we had the interview we did with Michael Scriven. Um, I, for me, it really sort of tied the whole room together, as the dude would say. Because, you know, we're talking about the future and looking back in the history and understanding where evaluation's been, where it is now, and where beyond program evaluation it could go. And so, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if uh, Michael Scriven's a big fan of the dude, but, uh, you know, I, I think he really helped tie the room together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, you know, as usual, my my highlight is far less cerebral than yours, but it was, uh, you know, in terms of memories that really stick out, it was the um, episode that we recorded last July when I was on holidays on Vancouver Island, and I had to leave the campground. I had to sneak out under these dirty looks from my husband, like, where are you going? Going to to do a podcast. I'll be right back, honey. Um, Had to drive around trying to find somewhere with Wi-Fi so that I could, uh, (laughs) we could get on Skype. And I found it. I found it. I was in a Starbucks. Perfect, right? But of course, the noise was too too loud for the recording. So I, I had to get the washroom key and lock myself in the washroom for like half an hour. So doing a podcast with you in the bathroom. (laughs) And we actually have. I did a selfie. that so i'll post that uh i'll post that on this uh on on this one so that uh i don't know we talked about doing some bloopers and outtakes but that would be a lot of work well there's a lot of editing and you know i guess one of the things we talked about is you know um you know would would someone else want to take on the show or or do something like this and you know i think we were both eager to do this in part because it didn't exist there was no itunes podcast we both like our podcast doing evaluation and i think it's been great that uh you know we're the first i think to do uh, a regular series of podcasts over you know uh, a couple of years in evaluation and i think you know it's a certain kind of um you know it takes a bit of work for sure but it's definitely very accessible i mean we use things like skype and basic microphones and free editing software and i think if anybody else wants to pick up the torch i'd be happy to share with them you know, how we do all this and help get them started because, you know, if there was another evaluation podcast that I could tune in and listen to, I certainly would. So I, I, I just want to be invited, though, as a guest. <laughs> yeah, at least once. Yeah. Um, 
So, okay, well, I guess to wrap up, you know, James, we obviously owe all of our listeners a really big thank you for tuning in uh, regularly all the time and sending us your comments. And, uh, you know, we know that as evaluators, we know that your day is jam-packed. And so we're really grateful for the the time that you made for us. And uh, that kind of made it all worthwhile. I totally agree. And I want to thank everybody myself as well. And um, for for everybody who's listened um, we're really grateful. We know that, uh, you know, we're a very passionate group of evaluators in the world trying to make a difference and improve things. And, uh, I look forward to, or I look forward to running into uh, a number of you, uh, hopefully, uh, this fall at, in, in Denver or at other upcoming conferences. Yeah, we could even just have kind of a live, informal, non-recorded podcast at the conference, right? Just everyone can get together and just talk like we do. There you go. Mm. So, James, this so, is... So, Kylie. This is goodbye, but not... what. How do they say it? Whatever. We're dragging this out, man. We should just wind this up. People yeah, this got is, things to do. This is going to be do. like Lord of the Rings, you know, yeah, that's the right. three endings, and they're still not back in the Shire. That's right. That's Pull right. the plug. <laughs> Okay, well, listen, James, it's been a slice, and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to talk to you probably next week about something right. that's going on. But uh, so, everybody, thanks. And, right, uh, so if you just tripped over this podcast, and it's entirely random, and it, I should tell you this is not the first podcast, this is the last podcast. If you're interested in more of our podcasts, please go to adventuresandevaluation.podbean.com. Uh, you can email us. We will still answer your emails uh, at adventuresandevaluationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and or you can subscribe, I suppose, to uh, and download all of the evaluation podcasts we've recorded, all 35 of them, uh, from iTunes. So, Kylie, until you and I chat again without mm-hmm. microphones, yep. I hope you have a great summer and uh, keep evaluating. All right. Take care, James. All right. You too. Bye. Ciao.